It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition, education, and counseling. My name is Leah Wetzel. I'm a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist, and I'm very excited for today's show because we are going to share with you five common foods that may be migraine triggers. Mm-hmm. Chronically, migraine, chronic migraines are an extraordinarily common disease that affect over 28 million men, women, and children in the United States. Wow. A big number. Huge. Almost everybody knows either someone, a loved one, um, that suffers from migraines or struggles with migraines themselves. So everyone listening today can benefit from today's topic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as you hear, joining me in the studio today is my cohort, Katie Harla. Katie is a licensed and registered dietitian who is very busy seeing clients in Wyzetta and Lakeville office, teaching lots of corporate and in-house classes. Yes. And Katie, this last week, was featured on Care 11 talking about good, healthy fats. Yes. Busy lady. Yeah, very busy. Yes. That was super fun. That's I mean, great. That was, we were You're kind of chatting about, about before. And if anybody missed it, it is on our website. But yes. it's just a really good topic and for people. you did people. a fantastic job. Oh, thank you very much. Looked very comfortable. That's yeah. great. Thank you very so much. So welcome, Katie. I bet most importantly, you are getting really excited for your big day coming up. <laughs> I am. So we've talked about it before. I'm getting married May 31st. That's great. So I can officially say next month that I'm getting married. Oh my gosh. So we are very excited. I think the countdown, I do have a paper chain. Which yes. Which is very cheesy. Um, um, and we are at 56 days, I believe, right now. That's so, great. And fun. I got married on the May 30th. Yes. We, that is. And so I can attest that the end of May is a great time to get married. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah. I had a couple clients who were like, well, I'm just going to schedule an appointment with you so I can see your wedding pictures. Oh. I was like, okay. That sounds <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. So it'll, oh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. That's great. That's great. Okay. So some of you may be wondering, <clears throat> what is a migraine? Yes. That's the topic for today. Yes. A migraine is a reoccurring throbbing headache that often is preceded by visual disturbance and accompanied by irritability, aversion to light and sound, nausea, and occasional vomiting. Yes. And can be very, very painful. Very painful. You know, some of you know all too well what migraine pain is and have tried all of the medication out there for migraines. And maybe you've noticed they just haven't worked. So today we really want to explore another possibility for migraine leaf relief today. And it's going to be all about food. You know, so, you know, when you're when you've talked to people with headaches or mm-hmm. talked to people with migraines, um, I had a friend in college who definitely had she would get migraines um, quite often. And those people know they know certain triggers. Yes. Right. They know, you know, not enough sleep will trigger it yep. or, you know, certain things. But they maybe don't realize that certain foods can actually be another underlying trigger for them. Yeah, that's right. That's a great idea to kind of explore the food, the food options. Yes. And oftentimes when we have pain, we think what kind of pain pill can get mm-hmm. rid of the pain? Yes. Right? But as nutritionists, we think 
Is there something in the food we are eating or a food sensitivity causing the pain? So to start today's show, I think, Katie, I think we should just jump right into those five foods. Yes. That may be common migraine triggers. And then we'll spend some time talking about what is in these five foods Mm -hmm. that could cause a migraine. And some of them you might find shocking. Yeah. You know, I know people like to take notes, too. So this is a good way to just start their notes out. Um, So really to start the five foods that may be causing your migraines. And we will go into further uh, detail later as to why. But, you know, number one would be things like canned soups or broths. Yep. Uh, number two would be things like cured or smoked meats. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three would be things of the pasta variety. Yes. Four, dried fruits. Yep. And five, diet or sugar-free yogurts. Yes. So those are some of the ones that we're really going to dig into but can be triggers for people's migraines. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Have you ever noticed after dining out at a Chinese restaurant you get a migraine? So really, what is that all about? Right. So that's, we notice that with clients who are like, oh, whenever I eat this, you know, Chinese food, for instance, um, it's MSG. Oh. Some people know that. Some people know that MSG Mm -hmm. will cause migraines for them. Yes. Um, But yeah, MSG. Yes. Yeah. Lots of people, if you have migraines, maybe have made that connection. Um, But who would stop and think that maybe if you're dining out at a restaurant that... The soup mm-hmm. could be causing the migraines. Yes. You know, not only soup in the restaurant, um, but things like canned soup and broths also have MSG as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so MSG, and we know this because we teach this in our classes, uh, but MSG is a tricky one mm-hmm. to detect because it really has different types of hidden names on an ingredient label. So if you're reading an ingredient label like we do teach people to do. Yes. It doesn't necessarily always just say MSG. Yeah, right. Just in bold print that it's the MSG. So it is hidden. Yes, definitely. And so it's it's really good to know some of the hidden names Mm. for MSG. Yes. um, So you know that you are avoiding it. So other words that that mean MSG on a label could be monosodium glutamate, Mm -hmm. hydrolyzed vegetable protein, or HVP. Might just be initials HVP. Audrolyzed yeast. Sodium caseinate, yeast extract, maltodextrin, hydrolyzed oat flour, texturized protein, calcium caseinate, and kombu, which is often used in as an extract in Japanese food. Mm-hmm. And I actually was just reading that that they're allowed up to forty other like in total forty different combinations of these words they can add to labels um, to ultimately to wow. kind of hide. MSG. Because people are now more aware that MSG is inflammatory. Exactly. So they're trying to avoid it, but they can hide it under, did you say 40 different yeah, labels? Yeah, yep, up to 40 different wow. ingredients. But the ones that we just talked about are very commonly used. Yes, those are the um, most as common. hidden words okay. for MSG. Wow, yeah, it's definitely a good idea to be familiar with those hidden names. Yes. Um, because more times than not, you know, as we were saying, it's not going to just say MSG. Nope. Nope, that's right. So that's a great point, Katie. It's often, you know, can be tricky to identify as a culprit, too, because it can take up to 72 mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. to trigger a migraine after it's consumed. Yes. So not necessarily that hour after. It could be up to 72 hours yep. after. Wow. You know, the thought of why monosodium glutamate or MSG can cause migraines has to do with glutamate. It is a powerful 
excitatory neurotransmitter that can be inflammatory for people who are uh, migraine sensitive. And really, you know, they add some of this MSG in, into foods because it's a flavor enhancer. Yes. And it gets people to eat more. Yeah. So it's often added to cheaper foods to mm-hmm. add to enhance that flavor. Yes. Um, and can be addicting, too. It can be addicting for yes. people. Very interesting. So MSG is hidden in more than just canned soups and broths. You can also find MSG in fast food, Asian chain restaurants, lots of packaged foods, salad dressing, seasonings, meat tenderizers, and gravies. And it can even be used on wax applied to conventionally fresh fruits and vegetables. Wow. And, you know, I was actually reading a little bit more about it yesterday, too, and um, I read one article saying that they'd even found it in some baby foods. Wow. So it really is all everywhere. Over everywhere. Yeah. Um, it can actually also be used and hidden in low quality dietary supplements because we know mm-hmm. they're not regulated. Yep. Um, cosmetics. They can it can be in personal care products. MSG can be found in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And it can also be found in the food that is given to pets and other animals. It really is everywhere. And I really, the best way to avoid MSG is to stay clear of processed, packaged mm-hmm. foods and fast foods. Right. I totally agree. I mean, when dining out, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask if a certain dish has MSG in it. So most dishes can be prepared without MSG. And it's really worth asking to make sure the food that you're eating, you know, doesn't have MSG. Because, you know, if you're somebody with migraines, that's right. It's it's worth it to ask because you right. don't want that migraine trigger. That's right. Yeah. And if I do dine out at an Asian restaurant, I always ask about MSG. And then I usually order something like a stir fry because it's it's always made fresh. And I steer clear of buffets and most curry dishes because they're often pre-made with MSG. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's break time. It is. All right. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We have a very exciting show coming up next week, Saturday, April 12th. William Moyers, Vice President of Public Affairs and Community Relations at Hazleton, will be on as a special guest, and he will be talking about relapse prevention for chronic health problems, including addiction. This will be a great show. Yeah, I know. We have a lot of interest in this show, too. I've had people, um, you know, call just to ask a little bit more information about it. But so. Yeah, yep, me too. yep, that's right. Please stay tuned, because when we get back from break, Katie's going to share about a very important mineral to know about if you or a loved one suffers from migraines. Question for us today, please call us at 651-641-1071. A wise doctor once said, today you are you. That's truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with clients. Because they know no one is youer than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they use research-based knowledge and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be. Come into one of their Twin Cities-based office locations for a consultation or schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. They will get results for you. It's true. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has offices in St. Paul, Wayzata, North Oaks, Lakeville, and Maple Grove. Call them today at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. 
Finishing Up Nutrition. So as Leah promised, I want to share uh, one of my favorite minerals. Me too. It is, yeah, magnesium. Mm -hmm. So magnesium is our relaxation mineral, and I find it very helpful then for clients who suffer from uh, migraines. It can literally help the brain relax. And studies have shown uh, that people with migraines uh, tend to have low brain magnesium during a migraine attack. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So how much do you often recommend for clients and what kind do you recommend? So I would um, often recommend magnesium glycinate. Okay. Uh, because it's the most absorbable and really a high level, maybe like 600 to 800 milligrams. Yeah, that's like a more of a therapeutic mm-hmm. dose. Dose. Absolutely. So that's the thing, magnesium glycinate. So if somebody is going to go out and buy mm-hmm. magnesium, make sure it's in the form of glycinate. Yes. Not, um, you know, sometimes there's magnesium oxide and yes. it's a very... Uh, poorly absorbed form of magnesium. So if you really get magnesium, we want it to be effective. Um, Since we're talking about magnesium, uh, it's also great for bone health. Yes, it is. So not just calcium. Lots of different things. Yes, we Mm -hmm. also need need magnesium. Um, And there's actually a really great class coming up. It's Nutritional Solutions for Preventing Osteoporosis. And it's um, Mm -hmm. on Saturday, April 12th. Uh, It's from 10 to 12 and Anna is going to be teaching it in our North Oaks office. Oh, great. So that would be, I'm sure she's going to talk about magnesium. Yes. Uh, so that would be really a great, uh, great one. It's for a great class to go to. I love that class. Absolutely. Good. So Katie, we have a caller today. Oh, okay, sure. Norm, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about labels? Yes, I do. Uh, my wife uh, on occasion has atrial fibrillation and we've always been able to trace it down to, like, MSG. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, we've found that uh, some labels that say natural flavors, yes. natural flavoring, does the same thing to her. So we're suspecting that um, MSG is actually what's behind this natural flavoring name. Yes. Have you guys found that out? Or? Yes. <clears throat> so... Be, uh, not too long ago, all um, food manufacturers had to do um, to to hide MSG is, is is just have natural flavor um, or flavorings on the label. Um, and my understanding, and, and if you know something differently, correct me, Katie. My understanding is now they do they can label it as natural flavor, but then they also have to have another hidden word for MSG, like monosodium glutamate or HPV, something like that, um, to to add in another element of yeah. of MSG. But that's a great point mm-hmm. because it re- they can really hide it on the mm-hmm. labels. Yeah, it's one of those umbrella terms that they can use <clears throat> for yeah. MSG. That's interesting. Yeah, yes. when she uh, avoids those type of uh, ingredients, um, she doesn't have the problem. And that's fantastic. I think that's, that's a great, great thing that's to so do cool. because yeah, uh, it could mean so many. Di- that natural flavor could mean so, so many, many different things. Mm-hmm. Yes. So have, have you found that to be a case uh, that causes atrial fibrillation? MSG. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So I that's think you're on point. to something with you know taking out. Yeah, that we got we got to read labels very carefully. We do. Yes. Oh, very good. We love your program. Thanks very much for. Thanks uh, for the call. Uh, yeah, great. Th- that's great, Norm. Thank you. Isn't that interesting? I mean, that's another one. So you were saying like 40 different ways that they can label this and the word natural flavorings. I mean, it can be sometimes it's them just protecting their recipe if you're getting a good quality, but sometimes it's actually 
a harmful thing. So that's, that's, see, I mean, even, you know, we're talking migraines, but this person noticed it to be a trigger for AFib. So, wow, that was a great, a great question. Yes. Yes. Migraines. And, you know, when I say, so when I say the words cured meats, what I think of is salami, ham, prosciutto, pepperoni, bacon, deli, turkey. These meats are often added to sandwiches and pizza toppings. So maybe people are kind of wondering then, well, what is wrong with cured or smoked meats? You know, they're maybe saying, well, do you mean if I have migraines, I should not eat bacon with my eggs in the morning? Or mm. what about my chef salads? Hmm. Well, sorry, Katie. Yeah, right. Cured or smoked meats like bacon, ham, bologna contain nitrites, which and if you, you know, eat foods with nitrites, you may have a migraine. Mm-hmm. So the nitrites and nitrates, again, something to be looking for in our labels, are two of the most commonly linked food chemicals that can cause migraines for people. Again, they're very inflammatory for some people's uh, brains. So why, why, do, why do these food preservatives cause migraines? That's a really good question. Um, so what we've actually found doing the research is that nitrites, they increase the production of nitric oxide, uh, which is a gas that actually expands blood vessels. And for people who are migraine sensitive, uh, this process can really lead to brain inflammation and actually just cause or trigger a migraine. Every time I hear the word brain inflammation, I cringe a little oh. bit. That it, just sounds super it scary. Sounds super scary. Yes. Um, you know, I know any anything that would potentially um, cause my brain to be inflamed, I would want to avoid. Yes. <laughs> Basically, what may cause a migraine uh, is excessive dilation of blood vessels in the head. Mm, this makes perfect sense to avoid nitrates after you explain how it dilates the blood vessels. So some specific meats to be aware of that do contain nitrates, unless labeled otherwise, are mm-hmm. deli meats, hot dogs, bacon, ham, and sausage. You know, and so that's the thing. There's a lot of, um, they are, it's a preservative, but there are a lot of products out there that if you're looking for it, yep. they're usually pretty proud of themselves and they'll uh, actually boast it on the front of the packaging. That's right. So it's it's a little bit easier to look out for to make sure that the products don't have nitrates. Um, or MSG. Yes. Um, but if you are wanting to avoid migraines, if you're somebody with those migraines and you're still looking to have bacon on your chef salad, um, you know, look for products that say nitrate free. And, you know, that's that comes back to the piece, too. If people are ordering in the restaurants and they know that they are or they or they start to discover that they are yes. super sensitive to these foods, um, you know, maybe they have to just make a different option or dif- make a different choice. That's right. Know, at the restaurant. But if they make it from home and they get a bacon um, or a ham or something that's the nitrate uh, or nitrite free. Yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be an okay option. Yes, I have a client who um, who is in college. Okay, and um, eating off the meal plan and, yes. and very sensitive to food chemicals mm-hmm. and nitrites oh, and MSG. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had her actually ask the chefs there oh, to yes. find out mm-hmm. what potentially would be our options. She could have bacon or sausage in the morning for breakfast. Yes. Um, and with a little bit further investigation, she found out she could eat the sausage, which is great. Yes. And she doesn't react to. So I think 
um, it's another reason to kind of maybe mm-hmm. dig in a little mm-hmm. bit. And as you mm-hmm. kind of alluded to, that the people are becoming more aware of these chemicals. Yes. And are making them chemical free. Yes. Yes. Um, and um, and so that there's more options mm-hmm. out there. That just kind of leads into the point that we really have to be our own greatest advocates for our we health. We do. You know, we just have to ask those questions. Uh, those questions. Yes. Um, you know, we've had a lot of clients. Um, you know, so we were talking about nitrates and MSG, yeah. but we have a, another um, migraine trigger food that we want to talk about right now, too. Yes, yes, yes. So that that food is pasta. Pasta. Yeah, it's amazing when you look at things like pasta and mm-hmm. how often it's overlooked for issues like migraines. So really, Katie, what is the migraine connection mm-hmm. to pasta? So pasta contains a protein... Um, called gluten, and gluten has actually been shown in research studies to trigger migraines in people who have, you know, things like IBS, mm. um, gluten sensitivity, or celiac disease. So this inflammatory protein has actually been shown in studies to cut off blood flow to parts of oh my the brain. Gosh. Wow, that's amazing. It's powerful. It's very powerful. It's so very powerful. When we come back from break, I'm going to talk a little bit more about research um, relating mm-hmm. to gluten and migraines. But it is time for another break already. This, the hour's flying by. <laughs> You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition Before we go to break, I want to talk about a very popular class that we have, the Weight and Wellness Series, starting at the beginning of May. The Weight and Wellness six-week series is a very comprehensive class to help you improve all areas of your health, and there are classes Mm -hmm. all across the Twin Cities, and we are even venturing into Wisconsin. It is. That is a really powerful set. Yeah. One of my favorite ones to teach. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's great. So starting Monday, May 5th, um, we are offering the class at our our Lakeville location, and that's at 6 to 8 p.m., or in the New Richmond community at in Wisconsin, and that's 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Wednesday, May 7th, we are offering the, um, the weight and wellness class at both of our St. Paul and North Oaks office from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Thursday, May 8th, we are offering this class at Maple Grove, our, our uh, office in Maple Grove from 6 to 8 p.m. And our YZ office from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. So lots of options for people. That's right. Okay. That's right. Starting up soon. So questions about migraines, please, please call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Uh, it is finally almost kind of <laughs> it's trying to be grilling season. Please uh, be grilling season. Uh, well, anybody, any of our podcast listeners who are not in Minnesota, it's April and it's, you know, it's pretty nice and it's been pretty nice and the snow is melting and then we got a little bit of snow the other day. Yeah, so like eight inches of it, snow. Yeah. I mean, no big, right? <laughs> We're trying. Um, but it's melting. And it's supposed to be nice next week. So. Yes. We'll be perfect. Yeah. Um, so then we can fire up the grills. So that's right. I encourage you all uh, to fire up the grill. In your near future and grill some extra meat mm-hmm. and veggies for your work week. There really is nothing like grilled leftovers. I've been craving oh, that grilled yum. leftovers. Yes. Yeah. 
you know, personally, I'll often grill up extra steak and make steak salads for my work lunches um, with a variety of salad greens and raw vegetables. You know, maybe I'll slice up half an avocado and top it with a little olive oil-based dressing. That sounds fantastic. Oh, yum. It's so good, especially summer. Summers are just, they're such a good time for a salad. Um, That kind of salad will actually get you rebalanced for the work week, and it will be um, and you'll be full of energy. You're going to be happy. You're going to feel healthy. Uh, yes. So it's good nutrition that is made easy. Yes. Uh, if you have questions about migraines, that's our topic today, uh, feel free to give us a call in the studio. Our number is 651-641-1071. And back to the grilled meat. Like I just look forward to that mm-hmm. um, when I have that in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. more than any other leftover. It's yes. like, oh, I get to eat that grilled burger. Yeah. It Can't just it's, It holds the flavor better, I think. It does. It just really does. It really does. It's great. Bef- so, yeah, before we went to break, we were we've talked about um, the different, you know, we're talking about the five different foods that trigger migraines. Yes. So far, we've talked number one, we've talked that my- MSG can be a trigger. Yep. Number two, we've talked that things like nitrates or nitrites, they're another preservative in foods. Yep. Those can be a trigger. And thirdly, we just started the discussion on how uh, gluten, gluten foods and pastas and foods like that can actually yes. be a trigger. And you were sharing a little bit of, of research information about mm-hmm. how it can actually cut off the blood flow to parts of the brain. Yes. Yeah, and that's amazing. And another research study conducted at the University of Columbia concluded that a migraine is a common neurological manifestation in celiac disease, gluten sensitivity, and IBS. Yes. So if people are having, I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes when people have like migraines, yes, uh, they don't just have migraines. They also have some digestive issues or other that's inflammatory right. issues in their body, which can be a manifestation, again, of that gluten sensitivity. Yes. Well, we have a few callers. Oh, sure. Thanks for calling Dishing Up to Nutrition. You have a question about migraines today? I do. Good morning. Good morning. Cousin. <laughs> um, migraines run in my family. Yes. And I'm wondering if there's any familial triggers or links to that. Also, one of my cousins was just diagnosed with viral meningitis along with migraines and was hospitalized for both. Mm. I'm wondering how that would have triggered a virus of some sort or if, if there's any connection there as well. Yeah, I, I know that there, there, as we're exploring the food connection today, mm-hmm. potential five foods for migraines, but there can be multiple yes. and, and there definitely can be a genetic disposition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that leads you to becoming more susceptible yes. to yes. migraines and other conditions. That's the thing with a lot of the things that we'll talk about, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis or, you know, other, um, you know, conditions in the body, there can be that familial link. Um, but there's a lot that can be done with our food to That's avoid right. some of that. And so if somebody has um, then meningi- meningitis, there's an inflammation um, essentially in their brain. Um, and that can cause uh, inflammation and trigger migraines. So it's really good to you know not only support the uh, immune system yes. then, um, but really reduce um, some of the side effects of that meningitis mm-hmm. um, and reduce that migraine. It will reduce the likelihood of developing more migraines in the future. Yes. Uh, so in, in, really in most cases, it, I mean, food is always something good to explore, even if there is a genetic component, component to it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Great. I mean, what's the, I think there's a, the statistic that we've seen before is that um, for most conditions, there's a t- 10 percent, 10 to 15 percent genetic genetic link. And the rest of it mm-hmm. can be environmental. So like really what we are doing, even with our food. That's right. That we can control that's it. Right. Yeah. Great question. Thank you. 
All right. So, uh, so a little bit more about gluten. Yes. Um, if you are, you know, we were kind of talking about the celiac disease and gluten sensitivities triggering mm-hmm. um, migraines. Um, but pasta, you know, we is not the only food that has gluten. You know, our longtime listeners they know that gluten is actually the protein found in wheat. Uh, it's the protein found in rye, barley, uh, oats, spelt. And kamut, and it's also found uh, in breads. It's found in cereals, pretzels, beer, cookies, soy sauce, and many gravies, to name a few of many of the yeah, foods. A lot of the processed foods. Mm-hmm. A lot gluten. of the processed foods mm-hmm. will contain gluten. Yes. And clinically, working with people that have migraines, we often suggest a gluten-free diet, and we see positive improvements. Yes, I know yes. that we were kind of talking beforehand, trying mm-hmm. to reflect on um, clients that we've had. Um, that have had either chronic headaches or chronic migraines. Yes. And I mean, personally, I've noticed with clients, um, I think a few come to mind that, you know, they came in specifically for headaches or migraines. Yep. And we looked at what they were eating. And since we're talking about gluten, yeah. their diet was very gluten heavy and they mm-hmm. didn't really necessarily make that connection. So maybe they'd have bagels or cereals for breakfast, you know, maybe a sandwich for lunch. Yep. And they would end their day with pasta um, and once we removed some of those foods, you know, they'd either email or come back in and it's like, wow, my headaches are so much better improved. just removing, you know, one of my, you know, for them, maybe one of their favorite foods was yeah. those, those breads and pastas. Um, but as we were saying, gluten for some can actually be a trigger for their migraines. That's right. That's right. So, you know, if you, if you're, um, gluten sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, this is something definitely to look into. Yes. Definitely, you know, we, we'd, we'd say, too, is if um, you think and you're listening and you're thinking that gluten might be a connection to mm-hmm. your migraines, um, we would suggest making an appointment with a nutritionist. Yes. Really, an individualized plan is the best approach to solving food sensitivities. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, and especially with something mm-hmm. like gluten. Because in that, like, as we were saying, like, if you have migraines, you know, typically people have several other factors going on. And then when they're working with a nutritionist, we can just really sit down and say, okay, let's, let's maybe remove this food or add this food and add a supplement here and, you know, kind of look at the whole picture. Maybe yeah. they're not sleeping well. Maybe that's, right. that's a trigger for why they're not, they're getting some of their migraines too. Or not drinking enough water. Not or... drinking enough water. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So moving on to our next food, mm-hmm. which is dried fruit. That's an interesting yes. one. Who would ever guess that dried fruit could cause a migraine? But there are chemicals in dried fruit that can give you a migraine. Yeah, there are a couple migraine triggers in dry, dried fruit, and they are uh, things such as sulfates or sulfites and mm-hmm. tyramines. Mm-hmm. And these are both uh, linked to brain inflammation. You know, now I see why so many people do not do well with dried fruit or things like trail mix that often contain dried fruit. Yes. Um, so, I mean, we'll see that where clients will have um, dried fruit as one of their snacks and they're yes. still getting some of those headaches. So what else has a high <laughs> level of those migraine causing chemicals? Alcohol. Yes. Sorry, friends. But if you suffer from chronic migraines... You should probably not be drinking alcohol. And the worst adult beverage for migraine sufferers are red and white wine, beer, bourbon, and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, an, an interesting thing that I've learned from clients who are actually traveling overseas to France is that the wine in France doesn't seem to have the same migraine effect 
that wine in the United States does. Interesting. Yeah. So they, you know, kind of digging a little bit deeper, French wine tends to have lower levels of sulfites. Uh, so that is probably why. Why the really, connection? Yeah. We're talking about the sulfates right now. Oh, um, that's interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You know, people who would get like a, a migraine off of wine here, they can go to France and it wouldn't affect Be them as the much of a same ticker. way. Interesting how the foods change mm. across the seas. <laughs> so our last food um, connection, uh, it contains a chemical that is most complained about um, to the FDA. So it's a food chemical that's very um, much so highly reported to the FDA. What is left? So what is left? That is a good question. People are like, oh, I know. <laughs> so it's the diet or the sugar-free foods. Interesting. So mm-hmm. before we really dive into that, I think it's time for our last break. Where, where does the time go? I don't know. It's it just, just flies it right by. It seriously flies. I know it. So break time, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, I want to share with you another helpful supplement for people who suffer from migraines, and it's called Petadolex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great one. Petadolex contains a plant extract called butterbur that has been used for hundreds of years for its anti-inflammatory properties. In more recent years, several randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies indicated that pedodolic, in the pedodolic's control group, they had significantly less attacks, fewer migraine days, less pain, shorter duration of attacks than those taking placebo or sugar pills. And these are results with no side effects. Wow, that's amazing. Great. So questions for us today, give us a call in the studio at 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. And we like that song, so we were dancing yeah, we were a little dancing bit. in the studio. <laughs> so if you experience more than one migraine headache a year, um, we would recommend booking a consultation with one of our nutritional counselors. Uh, so please call the office today at 651-699-3438, and one of our experienced staff members can connect you with the counselor that would be the best fit uh, for your needs. We have a caller. We have a caller. Yeah. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question today? Yes, I do. Um, How do you spell pedodolic and what is pedodolic? Yeah, so I'll I'll spell it out for you. And it's P-E-T-A-D-O-L-E-X. 
Okay. And it's and it's a supplement that contains like we were talking about that plant extract butter beer, which is an anti-inflammatory has anti-inflammatory properties, um, and and so that's what what's in Pedidolex. Mm-hmm. Um, and for okay. some people, it works really great. And a lot of the studies, you know, it was a variance of amount, you know, anywhere from 50 to 150 milligrams, which is generally one to three per day for adults. Okay. Why would you not just take the butter burr or the fever few rather than something that just has the butter burr in it? And that's, yeah, and if you wanted to explore that as well, I have, you know, there is, there's options within the herbs too. Um, and this is just something that, um, that it kind of was formulated <laughs> mm-hmm. specifically for, for migraines. migraines. Um, and there, you know, and it also had that research kind of backed it too. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, and we found it to be very therapeutic and helpful for clients in the office. So that's why we carry okay. it. But there's other options out there too. Yeah. Great. Okay. Are are there any brands that are better than others? Pedadolix yeah. is a brand. Oh, that is a brand. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the brand. Yep. Okay. Is that something that I can get over the counter, yep. like at the vitamin shop or something yep. like yep. that? Yep. Yep. You can get it online. Okay. We carry it at our shops. Mm-hmm. We yes. can get it on our website, the net. Okay. So. That sounds great. Our, thanks thanks for, for the call. Thank you. Great. So before we went to break, we were talking about our last food um, known to cause migraines, and we yes. were talking about like the diet or the sugar-free foods. Yeah. So in, the example we gave in the beginning of the show was yogurt, but as you were saying, more than just yogurt, more sugar-free just yogurt. foods. Yeah. And so this is a really great one to talk about, and the hidden migraine trigger in diet or sugar-free foods is NutraSweet. Or equal, but it's also known as aspartame. Yes, aspartame. So over 75% of complaints about food chemicals to the FDA is about adverse reactions to aspartame. That is right. And one of the major complaints about aspartame is migraines or headaches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, we've seen if we take clients off of their in a lot of their diet foods, yes, that's just a nice side effect is some of their headaches and migraines start to reduce. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, many studies have actually shown that aspartame uh, blocks the use of some of your brain chemicals. Wow. Yeah. So these brain chemicals, you know, such as serotonin, uh, they're manufactured in the gut and then delivered to the brain. Mm-hmm. So there seems to be a connection um, in the research really between low serotonin and migraines. Um, so one of the reasons could be because aspartame is blocking the serotonin. That's very, right. Very yep. interesting. Scary stuff. It literally is a brain toxin, and it's found in over 6,000 food products. And in the United States, mm-hmm. we are one of the largest consumers of aspartame in the world. Of course we are. Yes. So beyond yogurt, anything that says sugar-free on the front label should be a red flag. Yes. That's right. I always tell my clients to make sure to be reading the ingredient labels so they can avoid chemicals like aspartame. Words like low carbohydrate or sugar-free don't always mean it's a healthy product. Right. That's when they have to turn that product around and start looking at the labels. That's right. So common foods and beverages besides uh, sugar-free yogurt that contain aspartame are things like ice cream. It could be your Jellos. It could be your little pudding snack packs. Yep. Um, protein, protein powders. Protein powders and pro- bars. Yes, protein powders and bars. Uh, jellies and jams. Yes. Um, even diet products, uh, including things like soda. Mm-hmm. Uh, children's vitamins. Yes. That's a surprising one. Hard candies, breath mints, and gum can all contain 
aspartame. Yes. So you got to be reading your labels because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when we talk about healthy uses for protein powders mm-hmm. and protein bars, yes. Yes. but there's definitely a lot of variants on the market, mm-hmm. some good, some bad. Yes. And one of the components that could be bad is this aspartame. Ar- yeah, aspartame, artificial sweetener. And in addition to that, I've had many clients in, with improvements with their migraines after kicking their gum habit. People can be addicted to gum. Yes. Now, back in, this is just triggered a remember, you know, remembrance in my brain. Um, and in high school, I used to love um, gum. Like, I would literally just chew gum after gum, like piece, piece, piece. Yes. So that's right. That's, it's amazing. It can be pretty addicting for people. Very addicting. And more so even now, because mm-hmm. you know before, um, the standard chewing gums had sugar as a sweetener, and now it's... It's typically aspartame as the sweetener. Yeah, oftentimes um, I've had clients not even realize their after-dinner mint or chewing gum has aspartame in it. So, Katie, what do you suggest for clients to use as an alternative to freshen their breasts after the meal? Because that's often Mm -hmm. what we hear is they they want something like that to help with, you know, getting that food taste out of their mouth. Out of their mouth. Yeah. Um, You know, and if you're a migraine sufferer, um, and you do want to freshen your breath after a meal, uh, we would say maybe just brush your teeth. Yes. Um, you know, because, again, most of those gums and mints, they have artificial sweeteners. And I know that you do that, Leah, right? I do. You, you have a yes. little toothbrush. In my desk drawer at work. Yes. So after lunch, I, I do brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, that is a great suggestion. And, I, you know, I often suggest for, for uh, clients that to carry around maybe a travel-sized yep. toothbrush and mm-hmm. toothpaste in their purse or in their briefcase um, because I think that's fine. I think that's a Mm -hmm. great option um, if you you feel like you want, you had a bunch of garlic and onions, you want to do something to clean off your mouth. That's right. That's great. We just want you to avoid those bad artificial sweeteners. Absolutely. And things that we would probably want to do as we're talking to clients, right? So we'll bring like a toothbrush or a little toothpaste or something. That's right. Or we don't have the salad chunk in our our teeth. Right. (laughs) That would be distracting. Yes. Uh, we really have covered a lot today. We have. We have. Let's kind of recap our five migraine-causing foods. That sounds good. Okay, so <laughs> we started with canned soups and broths, which that has MSG. MSG, yep. Smoked meats and nitrates. Oh, smoked meats because they contain nitrates. Yes, yes. Pasta for its gluten connection. Dried fruit with sulfites and tyramine. And last but not least... Sugar-free um, products that contain aspartame. So I think that really, that's a really good uh, list to give people some ideas what to start looking for. Yes. Um, you know, a great, a gr- really great list if you are a migraine sufferer, um, get, get rid of some of those processed foods, you know, the sugar-free foods, diet foods. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and outside of that, those five foods, there's, there are a few other health habits to look for for migraine relief. I think dehydration is often overlooked as a migraine trigger. Dehydration equals inflammation that can result in a migraine. You know, and I had somebody explain this to me once, too. Like, if, you're, if your brain is dehydrated, you know, and it is not filled with good water, essentially it starts to shrink, kind wow. of, right? And the tissue shrinks because it's dehydrated and yes. it almost starts to pull against your skull. Wow. I mean, that's just a visual that I think helps me. Yeah. When I'm talking to clients, it's like, okay you're having headaches or you're having migraines, make sure you're drinking enough water to keep your brain full. That's right. Um, so you're not having that migraine. So research really has shown that to be true. Dehydration causes a drop in blood vo- uh, volume and really results in less blood and oxygen to the brain. So how much 
water does our brain need to be hydrated? To stay hydrated. This is a question we get from clients quite a bit, right? We do. It's a different, uh, it's really a, it's different for everyone. Yeah. Um, and how much water your body needs is actually based on your weight. Interesting. So what you have to do is you take your weight and you divide it by two. And that's how many ounces of water your body is going to need to stay hydrated. Okay. You know, so, for example, if you're about 160 pounds, uh, divided by two would be 80 ounces. Or, essentially, it's like 10 eight-ounce glasses of water. That's quite a bit. That is quite a bit. So, I mean, if you're not drinking that much, you know, just slowly ease into that's it. That's right. Yes. That's what I often suggest for clients. Mm-hmm. Because your body's used to whatever you're, you're, you're drinking. Your cells are used to that much hydration. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, if they're half that amount, they're more like, you know, maybe five glasses of water yes. a day. I say, you know, maybe eight ounces at a time. Just, just slowly, slowly adjust. Otherwise, you're, you know, just flushing it out. You'll of your be body. running to the bathroom yeah. quite a bit. Yes, that's right. That's uh. right. Um, so, Katie, you know, if, if somebody really does not like to drink water, yes. what are some other ways people can hydrate their bodies? Yeah, um, that's the thing, because we've had a lot of clients who are like, I just don't really like water. So you could try also working in something like a LaCroix water. Yeah. Um, you know, they can have it in like a little lemon or a little lime flavor. That's right. Uh, you could do herbal teas. You could do, you know, a hot tea or you could even, you know, summer is coming. That's um, right. You could do a little bit of a, a cold tea. That's great. Um, Metro Mint is another one that I've seen. It's just like a, a an infused water, like yep. has an essence of um Not a lot to lime. it? No, not a lot to it. Otherwise, um, another one, Hint. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've seen Hint before, too. Yeah. Uh, and I like um, Camelback. Have you ever seen like a Camelback water bottle? Yes. For whatever reason, that's more fun for people to drink out of. So they'll drink more water with Camelback. And they're even coming out now with water bottles that you can infuse with fruits yes. at the bottom. I I love. saw that at the at the grocery store. Yes, those are fun. Day. So you could put like, you could put strawberries or watermelon or whatever in the middle. C- yeah. And not drink it and get like chunks of that's right the seeds or anything yeah. in your teeth. Citrus, mints, all of that really is is pretty tasty. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are some other ideas if somebody's just not really um, wanting to drink a lot of water otherwise. Yeah, and I think maybe just slowly increasing your water and then relying on those hydrating beverages and trying to avoid some of the ones that dehydrate you, the ones with caffeine. And we talked many reasons why not to do soda, but coffee and alcohol and all that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found the show helpful on foods, those common foods that made cause migraines and don't forget the power of real food for your health i hope everyone has a happy healthy week it's petals on me life i love you all is groovy thanks for listening to dishing up nutrition if you enjoy this podcast please leave us a review on itunes the content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.